Masculinity, Hip-Hop and the Creator Economy In this segment I wanted to talk about fragility. Why is Drake so big? Is it because he consistently aims to market for broad-based appeal? And trust me, your hate is also factored into a marketing campaign. Though criticism is never easy to hear, I think for any artist. A lot of people say he's too sensitive, he's too braggadocious, he's too housey now. If anything, he's just keeping his uh, branding consistent. If you look back into his past, being seen is definitely the first step, so he's got that down pat. But you will remember he received the torch from an already established entity, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was big, massive. The girls were wearing Lil Wayne t-shirts. His brand transcended hip-hop entirely. So Drake continued to delve into his psyche by exposing this fragile and dark side. Especially in his second album, Take Care. I think that was his second album, not too sure. You know, he had some mixtapes in there as well. He also has continuously re-entered the public realm having changed and involved his sound and cutting business deals on each inter in each inter in each iteration <laughs> of his persona now you may be wondering fragility why why am i addressing drake first because love him or hate him or impartial fragility has been core to his branding efforts all the ups and downs, sometimes quite painfully exposed for the sake of art. And yes, for money too, fragility has been the core of this. Now, recently, there's been a figure arising in the public zeitgeist, claimed to be the most Google man as of uh, 2020, August, Andrew Tate. Here lies an example of how stunting one's own emotional expression can lead you to interesting places, maybe even catapult you to public recognition. Just uh, Google serial killers, it's quite effective. Andrew Tate. But criminality and treating your fellow humans poorly has a limited lifespan. Being a legend means spreading love and understanding Think about prophetic stories, even Bob Marley, Queen, cool people. Notice how good doesn't mean perfect. By no means are people meant to be perfect and then somehow arise to the status of exemplar, you know, in human society. You just have to be good. Make no mistake, Tate is a rich man. This, however, is shown by him to mean nothing. As money in his own musings is made up of, uh, you know, the mental game. And in some of his interviews, he exposed that he researched about fractional reserve banking. (laughs) You could also say fractional reserve banting. (laughs) Banting time. Anyway, sorry, (laughs) that's not part of it. It is, however, vital to our economic existence you know, money. And as such, we need to make it somewhat of a focus. He's made it his main focus. 
since uh, retiring from prize fighting. And prize fighting doesn't really give that much money in the grand scheme of things, especially if you're trying to maintain a certain lifestyle. So money is just a scoreboard. But we don't live in a vacuum. That's important to know. Even in scientifically hypothesized vacuous spaces, there are opposing forces enacting themselves in a constituent dance. We talk about matter and anti-matter. And this leads me to the seven hermetic principles. Whoa, you didn't expect me to take it there, did you? What is the seven hermetic principles? The principle of mentalism, the principle of correspondence, the principle of vibration, the principle of polarity, the principle of rhythm, the principle of cause and effect, and the principle of gender. Now, vibration, polarity, rhythm, cause and effect, they all come together under what I personally would like to call the principle of music. And that there's a chorus, there's a verse, there's a particular song and dance to existence, you know. Sometimes the chorus is sad, sometimes the chorus is happy, but we're all kind of playing different notes in the chord of existence there. Um, principle of correspondence as we play our song and dance on this vibrational experience so below underneath is the baritone and the bass sounds to that song and dance and higher above us beyond what we can even hear we are experiencing higher songs at play beyond that there's perhaps what could be seen as the highest vibration of all the mind Everything is emanating from our mind, our perception, therefore our understanding of reality and how we operate in reality. And then within that polarity, I think there's that playoff of gender, masculine and feminine metaphysical analogies for existence. And these two forces play off with each other. I don't want to say against each other, with each other to actually propagate life again. And ensure that rhythm and vibration cause and effect continue to motion forward until, you know, until the end times. Whenever that is. Look, some people may take these principles and then extrapolate it into atheism and say, there's no God, there's just vibration. The one sine wave. And then... Like sine wave, sine wave. I, I believe there's a propagator of all forms of existence. It, it, it kind of works in with the cause and effect uh, mentality. Um, some people like to go into inf infinite egression, regression to say that the echoes just go on forever, but it's all personal flavor at this taste. <laughs> at this, in these days. And at their own taste, let me say that. But something of interesting, something of interest here, I would say, is gender polarity. Because I think it very much is to do with Andrew Tate, as he stands as another example, along with the long lists of examples that exist online, but he's most Googled apparently. Metaphysics. And the metaphysical nature of gender exists in society and within. And the and within part 
tying to the principle of correspondence is very important here. Not addressing the social-political aspects of gender. We physically operate as givers and receivers. Now, I don't need to go into the crude, you know, extrapolation of what I mean by this. But just imagine, you know, biological genitalia. Givers, receivers. We all have some form of role to play in that um, external manifestation. But remember, I said also within, we play different roles of givers and receivers with ourselves and the way our psyche plays off each other. So we're striving for balance. And that's the ultimate thing here. I think Andrew Tate is one of those polarizing forces in the system, in the matrix, to show you the different sides of the coin, the perspective, and ultimately you take bits and pieces to then strive for balance. See, ultimately, having all the feelings or no feelings is useless. And I think that's important to note. What's up, it's your boy, Old Seed Wiz here, just dropping in to talk about Wahid 1. After all is said and done, there's only one, as the great Mars Def quoted. Look, architect and architecture, what do you see as the structure of this existence? All the vibes aligned, the chakras are alight. What are you feeling? Many philosophers will consider the death of God to correspond with the disillusionment of man with his lot. But what about lot? Peace upon all those of notability. We use their stories as orientation modules. Was it not a lot to leave his people behind? I mention this not to make moral judgments on people's lives people's lives are for them to align it's about the dark night of the soul where wickedness in terms of hurting yourself to accept things you are not aligned with it's about depression and the hurt of self-doubt express yourself and through honest self-exploration you might find deeper meaning it's not about me some people believe themselves honestly expressing themselves but are living are living in that reactionary mode defending fighting for a characterization that serves nothing let alone themselves you're not even your personality unless you wish it to be so strip your participation in your thoughts and observe the light body pure in existence being hearing the call of that beyond your ego it's been your boy Orkseed Wes good afternoon good evening good night and if you just woke up good morning bless